Welcome everybody to another episode of the Neil World Order podcast. Coming to you on a very snowy night day here in uh, Wisconsin. I think uh, by looking out my back door, uh, I think there's already a foot of snow on the ground. I've already snowblowed once uh, this afternoon. Um, it's still coming down as we speak, getting windy, so it's starting to blow and drift a little bit. I would say this is really our first real snow of the year where, you know, it actually require it will require some snow removal. Um, you know, like I said, I fired up the snowblower today. Uh, funny story is I sat there for like 10 minutes. I couldn't get the damn thing started. And I, it has so many different, it, it, I bought it two years last year, year before, uh, so it's still fairly new. It's been used less than 10 times because I've been very fortunate with the uh, lack of snow we've gotten. And um, I had the gas shut off on it, and I couldn't start it, and I was getting very agitated. And no lie, it took my wife coming out there to, uh, you know, calm her mind, new set of eyes to be like, do you know you have the gas off? And I was like, oh, my bad. And then I got a huge chunk of ice stuck in it, and the fucker wouldn't turn, and that was a whole other thing, and it was... It was quite the battle with me on the snowblower today. I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow morning having to go out and do all that. Um, it's got to get done. We have um, Rosie's adopters coming tomorrow, uh, weather permitting, uh, to pick her up. I, I don't think the weather's going to stop them, if I'm being honest. They're super excited. I'm excited for her and sad for myself at the same time. Uh, she's been an amazing dog, you know, it was a, well, a week today that we've had her, maybe, yeah, and, um, yeah, she's just this big, lovable, beefy St. Bernard that loves to play, loves to snuggle, she's a very, uh, jealous Judy dog, like, if you're not petting her, she's pawing at you, she's sticking her big head under your arm, she doesn't like when the other dogs get attention, so I think she's going to do very well where she's the only dog. Um, myself, my wife will probably shed a few tears because, like I said, she's she's been amazing. And we just saw how heartbroken she was when she first got here after being, you know, somebody gave up on her and just sent her away after four years. And, you know, that was all she knew. And you wish you could talk to him. I know I think I talked about this last week and just say, hey, you know, we love you. We think you're great. We'd keep you forever, but this is going to be even better for you. So, hoping all that goes well tomorrow, and she starts on the path to the rest, the best of her life, and that'll be awesome. You know, I'll be very, very, very sad to see her go, but, you know, I still got the pleasure of having her here, and I'll get one last cuddle with her tonight. Maybe if I can get her um, into the bedroom. I've been sleeping in the spare room because four dogs in a bed when two of them are almost a hundred pounds, is kind of hard to do. But last night she wouldn't leave, uh, my wife who's in our room. So I took one of the, I took Ellie, who's the 90 pound dog and went in the other room and it was me and Ellie. So we'll see how it goes tonight. I may end up with none of them and just myself in the other room. Who knows? It's well documented that um, I'm a huge wrestling nerd fan. And tonight is my favorite wrestling event of the year. It was the Royal Rumble. I love the Royal Rumble. I tried to orchestrate a way to go and attend this event live. It was in uh, San Antonio, Texas tonight. 
uh, tickets weren't super expensive. It was really the airfare that was going to kill us. And, you know, my wife was willing to go, and then she said she'd just find something to do in San Antonio while I attended the event because, obviously, she doesn't want to sit through what was, I don't know, four hours of wrestling. But, um, yeah, it, you know, it kind of the Royal Rumble kind of starts the whole road to WrestleMania, and it usually has cool endings and some prizes and, you know, even the past, I believe it's the past five years, we've gotten a women's Royal Rumble as well. And for those of you that don't know, the Royal Rumble's like this 30-man battle royal type thing where two people enter and then every 90 seconds another person comes in. Only way to be eliminated is thrown over the top rope. Both, te- both feet touch the floor. Uh, men's Royal Rumble, not much of a surprise. Uh, Cody Rhodes uh, returned after being out with a pec in a torn pectoral muscle that required surgery, and he won the men's event, which was really was kind of interesting because it started off the show. It was the fir- usually that to me that's the big thing of the night, but that was the first the first match, so to speak, and uh, it was really cool. Um, like I said, not much of a surprise. Some really cool stuff with uh, Logan Paul. Um, WWE Intercontinental Champion Gunther, who's a European uh, superstar, amazing talent, and seeing some uh, different guys get pushed, and like I said, this kind of starts the whole path to WrestleMania, which is, attending a WrestleMania is on my bucket list, Um, it's in LA, Hollywood this year, that was obviously out of the question, Um, it was in Orlando a handful of years ago, and I really contemplated going just because of my familiarity with Orlando, and I was like, okay, I know the lay of the land from living there, and it'll be easy to navigate, blah, 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 Nashville's generally, or Orlando's generally a pretty easy, uh, easy city to get a cheap flight into, it's not crazy to find somewhere to stay there, but nonetheless, it never happened, um. I'm keep, I keep hoping that Nashville's in the works. They did SummerSlam last year. I really wanted to go to that. But then I was like, okay, it's going to be 100 degrees. It's an outdoor event, um, you know, and yeah. So anyway, so like I said, I really enjoyed the uh, show tonight. I thought, uh, you know, there was the men's Royal Rumble, the women's Royal Rumble. Won, the women's was won by Rhea Ripley, um, a women's title match, uh um, men's title match. There was a cool uh, pitch black match with uh, Bray Wyatt. Some really cool storytelling in that. If it's your thing, like I really enjoy it, um, and it was it was cool. And like I said, now starts I believe WrestleMania is like April second or something like that. So yeah, we'll see. Not a lot, uh, you know, going on this week. I was very fortunate. At, enough to have uh, my boy Brandon with the Excite Electric come over and fix the uh, lighting issue I ran into in my basement after last week's episode. Uh, last year was Saturday night, and then sun, so about Sunday midday, my wife went to come down here into the whole uh, man cave, southern comfort zone, and the lights wouldn't come on. Breakers weren't tripped or anything like that. Uh, so, you know, I had changed out some switches and put some new fixtures in. I was like, ah, oh, shit, something came loose, and... Uh, Luckily, it was a little more than something I could figure out, and I was very fortunate enough to have Brandon come over on Thursday and get that all fixed up for me in about an hour, which is, it's awesome having uh, friends that are, you know, in the trades and are very generous with their time and their tools. Brandon and Luke are always uh, usually available if I have questions or need something. So, you know, if you need electricians, Luke's Electric, 
Excite Electric. Give them, give those guys a holler. Tomorrow is uh, championship or NFC AFC championship uh, weekend in the NFL. What do we got? Eagles, San Francisco. I think Philly takes this. I think Philly wins the Super Bowl. Uh, I think I said that once the playoffs started. They're a team that doesn't really have a weakness. That might be their weakness is they don't have a weakness. They can run the ball to the likes of 200 yards a game if they see fit, control the, the clock, or you know they can kill you with their wide receiver talent. And then on defense, they're literally constantly in the opposing QB's face. They're relentless. They led the NFL in sacks. I think they had at least 10 to 15 more than the team that was second. It's They're kind of amazing. And I know San Francisco has a stout D, but I think the Eagles' D is going to end this fairy tale of the whole Brock Purdy story. I don't think he's going to have the opportunity to make plays. And he's going to come back to reality this weekend. And like I said, I don't think it'll be a close game. I really think the Eagles run away with this. You know, and you won't see the Eagles running any crazy shit plays like Dallas ran at the end of that game. I don't know how many of you saw that. And I still really haven't heard any kind of an explanation of what the fuck that was even supposed to be. Uh, They had Zeke Elliott snap the ball to Dak because he got crushed by whoever was. All the linemen were out wide. I think it was going to be some kind of um, pitch and catch, and the first guy, Zach, or Dak Prescott through two got annihilated and was on the ground. But, um, you know, it was an utter nonsense play. And, of course, having had Mike McCarthy, the Dallas coach, here as the coach of the Packers for a long time, we saw plenty of his terrible play calling. So I was surprised Dallas hasn't fired him. I thought they would fire him and go after Sean Payton because Mike McCarthy is a terrible coach. But uh, I've said that a million times. Uh, the AFC Championship rematch from last year, Bengals-Chiefs. Um, it's kind of a tough one to pick. Um, it honestly isn't the matchup I was expecting. Um, I'll go with the Chiefs, but I'd honestly like to see Cincinnati Cincinnati win. But regardless, the Eagles are killing either of these teams in the Super Bowl. And like I said, I was, I was really surprised. It isn't Buffalo-Kansas City. This week, I thought there's no way the NFL is going to let this DeMar Hamlin story, Buffalo Bills thing, end without him saying he's going to to Disney World and winning the Super Bowl and all that. But strangely, uh, they didn't have him say anything at all. Uh, Supposedly, he released a video on Instagram today, but um, we didn't even get a good look at him at that game, did we? And I'm sorry, but this was like the biggest story, it seems like, in sports in years. And they made it out like some kind of medical miracle. Honored all the first responders at the at the next game. But all we got from DeMar Ham- Hamlin was, was a wave through a tinted window as it was like whiteout snowing in Buffalo. And to me, that just seemed odd. Uh, there was even mention that he had went downstairs at halftime and gave the team a pep talk. No video of that. Um... He was wearing a mask in the uh, suite that he was in, you know, and he was moving around and waving and, you know, it was, it it all just seemed weird, you know, like the whole thing, like, I don't know, it, it seemed like a prop, you know, and maybe that's me with like all the lying and charades that we've seen the past few years. It's not too hard to believe that maybe that wasn't even him in attendance. Or that maybe he really isn't even alive. The fact that 
that's a fact. We'll probably, we, I mean, honestly never know, but social media was flooded with videos and takes and reports on how there's no way it was him. And I thought, eh, okay, let's give the NFL a few days. And after all this, surely they'll put him in front of a camera and try to squash this. Yet until today, there was nothing. Like I said, I just happened to see a little uh, a post some, where somebody said, Damar Hamlin thanks everybody in an Instagram post or something. I technically didn't see the post, so it may not even be true. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's weird. But like I said, still nothing from the NFL. And everything about the whole event from the get-go has seemed kind of off, and I'd be lying if I told you that I believe anything I've seen or heard. Uh, you know, I... <sighs> But also, I don't know. You know, like I said, it's this is just me speculating and the typical, you know, skeptical me. But it's something to think about. You know, maybe the whole thing is is, is just odd. It's all for show, right? You know, everything is. All the world is a stage. And I think about that a lot, how art imitates life, vice versa. You know, if you really think about it, especially the past few years, you know, I'm really guilty of this. I see a movie, something older, or I hear a song in the message of the film or, you know, the, the plot of the film or the lyrics in the song, the story of the film, whatever, totally relates to something present. You know, that it, it, it wasn't relatable maybe when it was released, but it's relatable now. And it sometimes, you know, it almost comes off. Some people had this keen insight into what direction we were headed or where things were going to be, you know. And you can even think about... Like all the Nostradamus stuff back in the day. I remember in high school we watched a video on Nostradamus. Uh, what was it? His quatrains and all the things he kind of predicted, you know, from Hitler to different antichrists to tr- terrible events in history. And, it, and it's kind of fascinating. I mean, maybe, you know, some people say some of it's coincidence. I've told you before, I don't believe in coincidence. I think everything happens for a reason. And, uh, you know, you like I said, you go through all his readings, and it's kind of crazy of how much of it came to be. So, moving along and getting back on course, I guess. I was driving the other day, and my Apple playlist is on, and I'm always listening to songs, thinking about, hey, what could be the next episode? Because every episode is a song title, right, if you haven't figured that out yet. Or perhaps, you know, something down the road. Something like, oh, hey, man, that's good. I could tie that into something I've wanted to talk about. Because I have all these episodes in my head yet yeah, I still haven't put any, anything to uh, paper well I don't technically write it I type it when, with my little slideshow that's kind of like a teleprompter and um, I'm like oh yeah that'll be good down the road that's a good song for that you know a lot of times I like to tie it in sometimes I just like a cool song like last last week I honestly love If I Had a Million Dollars by the Bare Naked Ladies and I think it's a great song and they're an underappreciated band so that was just me sharing a gift with everyone but, um, oh, sorry, I yawned. Well, The Dope Show by Marilyn Manson came on. I know you guys are like, Marilyn Manson, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? I have always had a fondness for Marilyn Manson's music. Mostly uh, the older stuff, you know, I'm not as familiar with a lot of the newer stuff. But, but hearing The Dope Show the other day, it, it really stuck with me in a lot of ways. It's off uh, an album called Mechanical Animals. Um, the Dope Show kind of depicts a world or country society where everything is kind of just for show. Everything is superficial and fake. It's a society overrun with drugs that control the moods and feelings of everyone. 
and it, it, like all this kind of exists to create like a fake utopia of happiness and belonging, validation, things that aren't really there, nothing that's tangible. It's just like this, I don't know, omnipresence of, hey, this is, this is what it is when it's really not, where everyone's like in this fog. Manson talks about how uh, insecurities are the gateway to people giving up free will and control and how we all ultimately become slaves to trying to be something better than we think we are, all the while knowing we could lose our spot or, you know, become irrelevant in any minute. It's like a anthem of a desperation and need for validation, more or less. And the cool thing about uh, Mechanical Animals, it, it's, it's a concept album. And I know we've talked about concept albums before. And, and just to rehash, what, what that means is every song is like a chapter in a book, and it all kind of tells a story. You know, and that story may belong to Manson himself or former band member uh, Twiggy Ramirez, who uh, wrote a lot of the songs as well. <clears throat> but uh, Mechanical Animals was a follow-up to their huge breakout album, Antichrist Superstar, which was, um, if I, depending on who you are, if you're actually able to get past the title, the album is pure brilliance. Um, you know, it's it's another concept album. And maybe the whole, you know, maybe metal industrial sound is an acquired taste, or maybe you don't like, you know, you have this idea of who Marilyn Manson is based on what you've seen on TV and magazines and stuff like this. Interesting tidbit. Years ago, I, I'm veering off course here, but I'll come back. I'm, lo I'm looking at my spot in the, in the uh, teleprompter. So I believe it was 1994. It was uh, Nine Inch Nails, The Downward Spiral Tour. And we wanted to get tickets, and we they were going to be at Vanderbilt University in Nashville. This is when I lived in Tennessee. So we skipped school. It was like me, my buddy Wes, uh, a girl I was dating at the time, um, maybe my brother, maybe my buddy Keith. Uh, there was there was a handful of us. And we got down there, and we're all excited. And we're like, yeah, we're going to get these tickets. It's going to be sweet. Well, we find out the day we get there, they're only selling them to students. So we're like, shit. But they sell them to students dirt cheap. So we took money to um, buy them like they were, you know, Ticketmaster, where it's a $10 ticket, but by the time you check out, it's 40 So we found students that were willing to stand in line for us, and we let them keep the change of our tickets. So each, each kid probably made 30 40 bucks, maybe something like that. We got our tickets. Well, the opening band for Nine Inch Nails at the show was Marilyn Manson, who none of us were really familiar with at the time. And uh, I, I remember saying to myself, oh, it's probably going to be some kind of weird, you know, female band or something, some kind of female metal band. Because Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails always had weird people tour with him. And we had, like, second row seats. So, like, when Marilyn Manson came out, you know, this was the early presentation of Marilyn Manson where he's in just, like, a corset and a jock. And it was, I mean, it's shock rock. So it was, it literally was shock. We were like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? Music was cool. You know, the imagery was just kind of like something we'd never seen before. Anyways, but yeah, that was just a random tidbit. But, um, so, I was going back, and I was thinking about how the term mechanical animals uh, applies to society now. Like the dope show, you know, we're being over-medicated in so many ways, and we're trying to suppress our feelings. Uh, we try to deny, you know, we don't want to hurt, we don't want to feel... You know, maybe some people don't want to be angry. Some people don't want to be sad. Some people don't want to, and, and we're all slaves to, the, to technology, all of us. You are, I am. 
you know, it's just what level of denial we are to it. We're staring at screens majority of our days. It's just ironic as I'm staring at two as I'm doing this right now. You know, it tells all of this technology. It tells us what to think, who to like, who to hate, what's cool, what's not. Tells you where you should go, what you should wear. It's kind of like Jarvis in Iron Man, except it doesn't talk back to you unless you have like Siri or Alexa. And um, it, it's kind of sad when you think about it. Like for as much convenience maybe as we tell ourselves there is to it, we've become so dependent on it where, you know, like I said, it's the master and we're the slave and it's not the other way around. And it's whether it's just to get us through the day or, you know, the technology, you know, we use it to help us relate or how we fit in. It kind of technology and social media and all that kind of provides this pseudo community for people, you know, maybe people who feel like outcasts, you know, and technology and all. It's almost a religion, so to speak, which is fitting because in the song Rock is Dead on Mechanical Animals, Manson has one of the truest lyrics ever where he says God is in the TV and I don't think he's talking about evangelical shows I think he's talking about how the TV dictates so many aspects of our life as far as commercials and you know you can now link it to influencers and the, the media and all this stuff that you know that that's the religion we're following that's the uh, that's the Messiah whatever you know some people are so locked into the, there's people you know, maybe retired people, people at home that like when all they do is watch 24 hour news cycles all day. And that's insane. I cannot tell you the last time I sat and purposely watched anything on the news. I watched a little bit of election results at the midterms, but I can only watch so much of that stuff. And I'm like, this is fucking painful. Like, it's just so bullshit and it's so fake. And it's, you're just being lied to. But, um, you know, and and what it does, it kind of, all of those things kind of, in the TV kind of condition us, you know, training us, I guess, sort of like puppies in an obedience class. And maybe at times, you know, the scary part is we don't even know we're being trained. And, you know, on the flip side of that, I know the past few years, a lot of us are kind of aware of this. And maybe we've taken steps to loosen, loosen that leash of technology and social media media and the constant propaganda machine that spins 24-7. And I think it spins now more than it ever has in any time of history outside of maybe Nazi Germany. <clears throat> but, however, there really is this huge part of society that, that, is, that is lost in this, that we have lost them. And, and all likelihood, there's going to be future generations that we lose as well because the reliance on technologies... And the breakthroughs being made every day, you know, as far as AI, you know, as well, it almost makes us a completely digital world, which is what, you know, depending on how you read into things and look at some things, you know, they think the powers that be, that's what they want, because anything that's digital can be controlled, you know, electric cars, electric currency, electric stoves, because apparently gas stoves are bad now, which is weird. I don't know about you, but like gas stoves are huge for me. Like I hate electric stoves. I hate surface top stoves. I think those are the worst to cook on. It's just random, me throwing it out there. But, you know, I, I couldn't believe when I found out they were actually trying to pass a bill to ban gas stoves. That's a real thing. If you haven't heard it, look up to it. Um, so back with, like, the AI and stuff, I read an article once, uh, and this was 
this was actually in college, and I remember this article stuck with me. Because I thought, I remember random interesting things. You know, my wife probably told me something important for tomorrow, and I guarantee I don't know what it is because I forgot it. But I remember reading this article, and it was probably in, like, Rolling Stone, Spin, Maxim, whatever. It was, Manson was talking about some of the songs on mechanical animals, and he was talking about AI, like artificial intelligence. And uh, he'd come across something he had read where scientists... Uh, that were working with AI said that if they could make AI feel like have feelings and you know receive feelings that the rate at which they you know would feel would be calculated as the speed of pain whether it was happy or sad and I, I found that interesting and there's this actual song on the album called Speed of Pain and um, it's I don't know it was kind of mind blowing I just thought I'd share that and the dive you can take with this album, it's a true journey. And, and if you're one of those people, I'm one of those people. I think, uh, I even tried to explain this to my wife the other night. I think I stopped because she thought I was crazy. Um, <clears throat> but Mechanical Animals, like I said, it was the second concept album in a trilogy. It started with Antichrist Superstar and it concluded with Hollywood. Um, I, I'm not a real big fan of Hollywood. There's some good songs on there. But I don't know, I think I that point I think maybe my musical taste had kind of turned or the music had went in a direction that you know maybe wasn't for me I'll probably give it another listen if I'm being honest but like I said the lyrics in each song kind of paint this story uh and ultimately like foreshadowed a reality that we're we're seeing today and it blows my mind because I'm like okay this was like 1998 like you know here we are 25 years later and all of this is relatable, you know, and maybe it was on purpose or, um, you know, even if you look at the video for the dope show, which is on our face, I, I put on our Facebook page on Friday, it kind of shows the transformation of how the drugs and the technology change the person and create a thousand carbon copies. And it's just kind of like, you know, it, it's very symbolic and it's very cool. I think, um, symbolism is a really cool thing. Maybe it's just a creative part of me, you know, um, even from the opening song on the album, Great Big White World, there's some lyrics where it says, like, nothing heals, nothing grows. Hearing that now, I realize perhaps that he was saying that is that we, we won't cure anything. You know, we treat things. And, you know, and even when you listen to drug commercials and stuff like that, we just trade sickness for sickness. And it's like this big circle of being unhealthy and, and, and nothing grows. We don't grow we don't learn as a society. We stay set in ways, and, it, and we don't ultimately see the forest for the trees. Um, the song continues to say, we used to love ourselves, we used to love one another. I think it's kind of saying that we became insecure, then we became divided in this search for validation, and we let you know the powers that be kind of divide us, which is like the media, technology, whatever, and so we live in this great big white world, which, it's not referring to, like, a racial aspect, more or less, it's meaning a world that's fake and void of anything real, sometimes just being, you know, everything being white is just blank, and I think that's the, the metaphor there, I could be totally wrong, and maybe I'm just on a bad whiskey trip, but honestly, I haven't even finished a glass yet, but, uh, you know, and then the album wraps up with one of my favorite songs by Marilyn Manson called Coma White. 
you know, the continuing messages, you know, a pill to make you numb, a pill to make you dumb, a pill to make you anybody else, but all the drugs in this world can't save us from ourselves. You know, and he's saying we did it to ourselves, that we medicated and medicated and we never had the strength or maybe the wherewithal to know that the problem was us. And you can't fix that the easy way, so you mask it <clears throat> with, you know, medicine and, I don't know, everything you go through in life. And as somebody who struggled with mental health, you know, I, I would say that makes sense where, you know, I've known people that just thought prescribed meds would be the answer to some of their mental health it you know issues and challenges and I'm like that that that's really not it the hard part is the therapy and the reflection and the working on yourself and you know acknowledging things and working on things I think that's been the biggest thing for me is like you know a while back I spoke of clarity is understanding to let go of things and uh, there's you know doing that and kind of cleaning out the attic that is my head left my mind open to so many more things probably like listening to the song and going on and talking about the album for 30 minutes like some kind of crazy person. But honestly, I, I think there's there's really something there. I, I, I think it's very well written. Um, so, you know, if you ever want to take a trip down that rabbit hole, listen to Mechanical Animals. Like I said, it, it's almost like a new wave 80s rock sound. It doesn't have the uh, hard metal edge that antichrist superstar had manson's music always kind of continued to evolve which i think is really cool and uh <clears throat> like i said it's astounding to see how it was you know how the whole thing kind of played out into our world today and you know like i said i just spent the entire show talking about marilyn manson and that's kind of uh it's a new record here folks now but yeah that's that's all i got tonight um Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you don't think I'm crazy. I mean, I am, but whatever. I hope everyone's staying safe. Uh, there was a huge pileup on the interstate uh, close to here yesterday. Our boy Andrew said he just missed it, so we're thankful that he's okay. And, you know, it, it's weird. I, I, I find it strange here living in the Midwest, and maybe it's different in parts of the country where you... People here drive in the snow like crazy ass peoples but when it rains they literally are going two miles an hour three feet of snow on the ground oh, we're gonna drive 100 miles an hour like we even saw it on the interstate today coming back from costco and uh <clears throat> we'd run some errands early because we knew this weather was coming in about midday and we actually ended up having to come back in it but it was it, it, it wasn't bad uh you know costco wasn't bad i was very disappointed by uh total wine in brookfield because I thought, oh, they're going to have excellent choices and selections of bourbon. And these fools didn't have anything. About the only thing they had that was really cool, they had the cheapest old smoky stuff that I've ever seen. And they actually promoted it that way. So if you enjoy the old smoky stuff, which I do, and I have plenty of it, so I didn't need it. But it's a lot cheaper there than it is at any of your other liquor stores. But like I said, that's all I got tonight. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Buy some t-shirts. Be safe. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.